That's where you learn how to talk shit as a kid. Dude, I hated when you would get killed by like some 12 year old out in Russia and all you would hear is like, <laughs> and you're like, and it's four in the morning, and you're just like, ah, damn it, dude. As I've gotten older um, and gotten some context and I've kind of, you know, grown up and been able to have some of these conversations with my dad that I couldn't when I was younger, it kind of gives you some context of like, oh, like, this is why we fought about this so much. Or like, this is why we had issues with this because like when you're a kid, it's, it's nothing they can explain to you because you're not going to get yeah. it. Oh, so then no. I get these big bags and, and, and you're get if you're getting the big Lulu bags, like normally they're these little ones, if you get the big ones like that. Then you're making like good for you. You just sold a lot of clothes. But right as I hand them their receipt and the, all the bags, like three big bags, they're walking out and then do, 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 do the security goes off and like, Start off with a fun fact. I have a fun fact. What's a fun fact? I found out today that there are more domesticized tigers than dogs in the state of Texas. Really? Yeah. Nutty. Did you know that there are more fake flamingos than real ones in the world? No way. Yep. It makes sense. Yep. Isn't that crazy? I we think. used to flamingo people's yards. Yeah, we used to spoon people's yards. You remember that? Yeah, that too. Or fork. Fun times. Fork their yards. Fork, yeah. yeah. Spoon wouldn't work. We had to use spoons one night because the uh, CVS near my house wasn't selling plastic forks. Mm. So we just put the spoons in, handle down. It wasn't as funny because the idea is that the forks break off whenever you stick them in and it's a pain in the ass to clean up. But yeah. yeah. It also sounds kind of weird to tell somebody you spoon their yard, you know? <laughs> I don't know. How's it going, neighbors? We are back with episode 19. Um, Mark and I are not together this evening. Uh, last episode, we recorded in Atlanta with uh, the guest that we had, Shay Underwood, uh, Mark's friend. Hope everything's going well with him. Aside from that, how's your day going, Mark? It's going good, man. How about you? It's going all right. I'm sure you saw earlier, I narrowly avoided the ticket man on campus, which was a win in my yeah. book. But. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, those I've been there numerous on numerous occurrences. It's a shitty time. They're like little uh, can't stand it. They're like little roaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do, dude. They just they sit there and they wait. They're, they're like, like little vultures. Yes, vultures. Yeah. You know what happened with Ava two weeks ago? Hmm. So she parked in this parking spot that's like thirty minute parking, and it's only supposed to be there for like people who are running into into like the library to grab a book or you know go get a coffee or something. But she came out after being in class for a couple hours and she had parked in the 30 minute spot, which is where I parked today and somehow avoided a ticket. But she came out and uh, she had a ticket on her car and it had the exact time that she parked there and how long she'd been there. And she called the ticketing office and she was like, hey, I think this person forged this like there's no way. 
And the woman was like, look at the chalk time. And Ava was like, what do you mean? She was like, look on your ticket. She looked. And apparently what they do is there's people sitting or people waiting. And whenever they see somebody park there and walk away, they walk up to your car and draw a line of chalk, like a, a spot of chalk on your tire, right? Hmm. So that yeah. whenever, like that way they can keep track of whenever you leave, because the chalk leaves like a mark on the ground, right? So they can go out and check the cameras and see like when you left. Um, I'm not sure like how the mechanics of it work, but they put a spot of chalk on there so that um, it's like an evidence thing. Like they take a picture of the spot of chalk. So that way, if you try to contest the ticket, they can go in and say like, here's evidence that I marked it at this exact time. And I don't know. It's just messed up. Just a ticket, a college kid, like 12 bucks. Like they're going to these great extents. Like it's so dumb. I hate it. bullshit. Yeah. I've gotten mine towed out of my like parking spot that I pay for before. Oh, out of those guys because I I didn't pay a ticket that I got like a boot removed from, and they came into my parking garage and towed it while I was at football practice like my freshman year, and I came back and thought my car was like stolen or something. Oh shit. yeah, and I was freaking out, and I called the parking services, and they were like, yeah. Like, they never notified me that I had, like, an outstanding ticket. Oh, no. And I go in yeah. there, and they're all just sitting there half-assing it, as, as, we, as we've talked about before with crappy service. Yeah. They're just sitting around. I'm on the phone with my parents, because, I mean, at this point, it's an absurd amount of money that I didn't have at the time. Right. And they're frustrated, and, like, they're just, like, sitting there, like, laughing. Like, I didn't get to my car until it was dark. Like, it's just absurd. I, I mean, I don't know. It no, I agree. here, but oh, no. it's obviously not the best service. Like, it's just anybody can get that job, and they just go around being freaking hawkeye yeah looking for people like it's it's just it's it's ridiculous yeah, i hate I it i actually got my car towed about three weeks ago did i tell you about yeah, that I forgot, I forgot about that yeah there's a domino's on campus that no one parks at ever um they opened up a new domino's like two blocks down and i'm assuming that they're they're planning on closing the older one soon because everybody just goes to the new domino's it's nicer it's bigger there's more people there so like this old one's still standing, but there's never any customers. It looks like it hasn't been updated since the 80s, and there's no one ever in the parking lot. And they've got one little rusty sign on the wall in the parking lot with ivy growing over it to where you can barely read it. It says, you know, pe- non-customers will be towed. For sure. So for like a week. I've experienced that. Yeah, too. I was parking there for like a week, and I get out one day, and my car's towed. And same thing, I had to go. I had to look up the place, go pay $160, you know, $170 to get it out. But the thing is, like, I get, as a business owner, if you are towing people to free up parking spaces because, like, you've got a good business and you have a lot of people and that spot is worth money. But, like, if there's only one or two cars in the parking lot that are Domino's customers and the rest of the spaces are open, like, why be an asshole? Because, like, you're not making any money off the towing as a business owner. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't want to go off on that tangent because I could talk about that forever. Oh, I could. I could for hours. Yeah. Especially when they're hidden underneath, like, vines on, like, a chain link fence. I know. It's like they, they want them to be hidden so people don't yeah. see them, you know? It's crazy. Yeah, maybe they're in it together. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, you want to get into the newspaper? I saw you have the Black Plague down. I'm kind yeah. of confused by that. Let's, uh, let's um, open up the newspaper real quick. Let's get it. All right, so this is from CNN. It says, Two people in China are being treated for plague, authorities said Tuesday. It's the second time the disease, the same one that caused the Black Plague, one of the deadliest pandemics in human history, has been detected in the region. In May, a Mongolian couple died from bubonic plague, right, after eating the raw kidney of a marmot, a local folk health remedy. The two recent patients were diagnosed with pneumonic plague by doctors in the Chinese capital, Beijing. 
and they are now receiving treatment. And I hope they're being quarantined because, you know, it's yeah. it's getting to that point in time where there have been enough apocalyptic, uh, post-apocalyptic and apocalyptic movies about plagues and stuff like that. And I, I don't know, with, with how the world's turning and all the stuff that's going on, I feel like we're creeping closer to something I thought like it's that. Been, I thought it's been cured. I don't, like, I thought that, I've heard a factoid that it's like, you can, nowadays, the modern, you know, a simple, like, over-the-counter medicine could have, hmm. you know, healed the entire population that was affected by the Black Pit Plague back in that time. I don't know if that's huh. true, but, like, they say, like, the common bacteria that we carry now, if we would go back in time, we would kill everyone around us because right, I've heard they that. wouldn't be adjusted to everything that we are just used to brush, like, just literally washing off in the shower. Yeah. Or, like, brushing our teeth out of, like, so... I don't, I mean, I don't know if it's that big of a scare. It could just be, like, two, where was it, China? Yeah, it was China. (laughs) Two Chinese, like, hobos out and, you know, so they ate a kidney? I mean, shoot. I mean, I don't know, dude. China's also in a freaking disarray right now, so. Right. They've got a lot of other problems to worry about, but yeah, that's that's freaking wild. Okay, so. I hope they get cured, and I hope they quarantine them, dude. That'd be scary. That's, like, what was, isn't that the biggest that's the it's the largest people yeah it killed the most people as like a disease so this what cnn says there's currently no effective vaccine against plague but modern antibiotics can prevent complications and death if given quickly enough so our medicine that we Mm -hmm. have right now can treat all the symptoms um and suppress it until your body gets rid of it kind of like treating the flu You're, you're not actually treating the flu you're treating the symptoms unless you get a shot and that just prevents the whole thing altogether but like it's like a virus in the way that, you know, you can suppress mm-hmm. all the symptoms, but you can't, you just got to let the thing run its course. Um, so I don't mm-hmm. think it's killing people anymore, which is good because back then they didn't have Advil and amoxicillin and yeah, penicillin all and all that. So still scary though, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know, no, when you sure. hear black plague, it kind of freaks you out a little bit. All right, let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's move on down to the next thing in the newspaper. Oh yeah, the Mandalorian. Yeah, you got to so talk last about night, that. Yeah, so yeah. this is the this is the the first live action Star Wars TV show we've we've ever seen, um, and it's being put out by Disney. I don't know who else is producing it or whatever, but I watched it last night. I I started a free trial for anyone who's worried about it and wants to watch it like pirated or whatever. Like you, you can just start a free trial and then cancel it through your subscriptions and the settings, so you can like you know you can watch stuff mm-hmm. on there. Um. If you want to and not have to pay this, the first six dollars for that month, but I watched it last night and I did that and it was insanely good, dude. I mean, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but like, it's shot so well, it's made so well, it's all like, it's not all practical effects, but it's very, very, very classic Star Wars, and it answers like, it's gonna answer a lot of questions that like haven't been answered to the movies. Huh? And they're like, they're digging deeper. It's it's just cool that there's gonna be a you know a weekly, forty five minute you know look into the star wars universe that we haven't seen before and it's also like shot like a western it's like oh, a Clint Eastwood cool. film in a way that's so cool. it's like there's no i mean there's no lightsabers so far and stuff like that but it's like a backstory and kind of the star wars underworld huh um i don't want to spoil anything but it's you know if you know who boba fett and jango fett are i know you do that's their race is like a mandalorian and those people, they used to be at war with, like, the Empire back in, you know, the old times of Star Wars in that galaxy. But this dude is, like, a descendant of that race after their people fell. 
and they all wear the same helmet and the same getup as Jango Fett and Boba Fett, but they um they're basically all bounty hunters in the remnants of like the Empire. Like so he's just kind of a long descendant of these like epic warriors um in the old republic of like the Star Wars universe. And like, dude, they're just like the from the beginning to the end. It's a little slow in the middle for the first episode, but like, you can tell like they know what they're doing. And the 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 closing like ten minutes of episode one of the first episode are it's it's insane. I was watching it at like one a.m., but I mean, you you gotta watch it whenever you can. I highly recommend it. It's really really good, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, because everybody got into Game of Thrones and stuff. And like back in the day, you know. Some of our friends that now watch Game of Thrones and are obsessed with it would have, like, bashed Lord of the Rings and stuff like that that we were into. So, like, if you don't like Star Wars, like, it's it's just a TV show. Right. And there's no lightsabers and, like, force and all that weird stuff that some people might not prefer. It's just there's gunfights and hostage situations and shit like that. It's really, really good. And it's, I mean, it's 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 different than any Star Wars thing that's ever been put out before. Yeah, that's cool. I, I give it a 10 out of 10 for sure, though. Am I, I'm, and I'm obviously biased, but... I mean, yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. It's so good, dude. I'm excited to see where it goes. I gotta watch it. Yeah, you, know, you need to tonight, dude. Just start a free trial. That's what I do. I do that with a lot of things. People don't think about that. What I've like, with all our videos and stuff, like uh, for some apps, like you just make another email. Yeah, and start a free trial with that email. Like you, you can get away with doing that. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, what I've always wanted to do is have a like one of those disposable visas that's got like like five bucks on it or some small amount and just yeah. put that in. So you can't possibly be charged without knowing, you know, overcharged, just yeah. throw that thing in there. Well, if you, if you go to settings in your iPhone app, you go to general mm-hmm. and then you go to like my Apple ID and then you go to subscriptions and yeah. then there's everything that you're paying for under your, under your card. Right. Or your payments. So you can literally click cancel right there. So you do that after the first month is up and then Use your yeah. email from you know use your binlipin dot me from high school. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I can still get into those, so like it worked. Wow! But I, I don't know. Maybe Disney Disney cracks down on that because um, it's on Disney Plus. But oh yeah, gotcha. I don't know. All right. So what about Kodak? Oh yeah, I saw this on Twitter. It was news to me. So he was just sentenced to 46 months in prison. Oh wow! Um, I know he's been in prison before, so this isn't really shocking. I wonder why. Kind of sad. He's got though, a pretty clean record pretty, though. Pretty talented young. <laughs> I want to see what he what he did. So it was probably just petty theft or something small, you know. A little okay, so he made false statements in order to unlawfully acquire firearms. So some oh. people are saying that he posed <laughs> as like someone else in the, I guess, in the gun store. Just put on a mustache. Oh, we're about to get hella memes with him. Bodak we're about to get hella memes of him, like in a disguise, pulling up to a gun store, lying about his criminal record. <laughs> <laughs> what Miami federal judge sentenced South Florida rapper Kodak Black to 46 months in prison on Wednesday on weapon charges far less than the maximum 10 year sentence he could receive. So he got lucky. Wow. And that's good, I guess, for music. I love that ZZ song. <laughs> you remember You remember the, the Lego Star Wars cheat code where you could make all the characters have on the glass and nose and mustache disguise? Yeah, the little disguises. <laughs> <laughs> he threw on one of those. <coughs> Oh, man. Jeez, his mugshot, he does not look happy. He's like, man, we're on back here. <laughs> Again? <laughs> Damn. Poor guy. That's got to I don't feel dude. bad for him at all. He is done. I mean, yeah, you make your mistakes. Yeah. You got to pay the price, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right, right. here we go. Nickelodeon, the Netflix deal, uh, brings shows like Avatar, Drake and Josh, SpongeBob, etc., back to life. Um, new full-length movies and episodes for shows, all kinds of things like that. It's like your childhood accessible for however many dollars a month. Um, it's awesome. I know you said you were watching the Star Wars on that uh, app, right? Isn't that how you? The you're... Disney app. Yeah. No, it was on Disney. Oh, Netflix. okay, okay. But yeah, no Netflix and Nickelodeon. That would no, yeah, that would be Disney and Nickelodeon making it. Oh yeah, yeah, be, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different. Wild. Now, Disney Plus just came out. Did you see it. that? Yeah, that's, that's a whole other thing. On. Okay. So that's what I, that's the app I was talking about making a free trial for. But Netflix, Netflix and Nickelodeon did this, I guess, yesterday. But it's huh. for like seven or eight years, and it's it's to get all the old feature films. I mean, obviously they're not going to be able to recreate Drake and Josh. Yeah. But the fact that Drake, Drake and Josh is going to be able to be found. I mean, it's really hard to find Drake and Josh, to be honest. Like, I've, right. I've looked before. I remember other things like Cat Dog, like classic shit like that that used to be on Nickelodeon that I know, like, I just remember because I have older brothers. But, like, yeah. that's, I mean, it's huge because Nickelodeon hasn't really done that. They haven't entered the streaming um, market yet. And that's where everything's headed, obviously, with... I think people think Netflix heading downhill, but I mean, this could be big for them. Yeah. Because they're losing friends. They're losing the office. Like, I think they already lost the, the friends deal. But, yeah, the I mean, office was big. I don't know. It's interesting. You know, speaking of things that are going downhill, isn't like Twitch like dying or something? Well, a lot of, a lot of big streamers have left. Courage JD left. Ninja left. Um, but yeah, I mean, apparently it's not a very intuitive platform and a lot of people are protesting, like, I mean, they banned Deller um, for some bullshit. Oh, yeah, but, he's on YouTube. That yeah. guy is nuts. Dude, if if anybody who plays video games hasn't heard of that guy, look him up. D-E-L-L-O-R, isn't it? Isn't yeah. that his username on Instagram? It is. But, dude, he's, like, made basically a living off of, I mean, he probably makes good money. He has 100,000 Instagram followers and yeah. several hundred thousand YouTube subscribers, and he basically just rages. Like, he just breaks keyboards and, like, shit like that. It's pretty funny to watch. Yeah. That's the kind of streamers I like to watch because it's just hilarious. It's entertaining. Yeah. But, yeah, so they're just kick. They're just messing up. What What is your boy Tifu? What does he stream on now? Is he's, he on Twitch? He's still on Twitch, yeah. But he, uh, is, okay. he is separated from FaZe. Well, that was a while mm. ago, but he's, he's kind of doing his own thing now. Yeah. Gotcha. Large uh, media networks are, are changing and evolving. Like they always do. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, change gears here. Um, Yeah. This was something I read about. I wanted to talk about it. Um, Let's get into it here. So Mm -hmm. this article was written on the 30th of September. So a couple months ago. So um, three months ago, some 433 people with the same name gathered at a pub over the weekend to, quote, celebrate Nigelness. (laughs) <laughs> it was at the uh, the party was at the Fleece Inn in Worcestershire, I think. I said that right. Uh, it's, Where is that, England? Uh, God. Probably. Britain. Probably. Maybe. I don't know. Somewhere. With all this Brexit stuff going on, you, you know, I don't know. I could be yeah. completely wrong, though. Uh, it, it's, it's shuffling. It's believed to have set the number, the record number of Nigels gathered together. And it was organized by the landlord, Nigel Smith, 56. So they got a picture of all these guys. Um it kind of looks like a cult. They've got a big white tent set up and a bunch wow. of people standing in a group. Uh, the photograph says, pictured from left to right are Nigel, 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 Nigel. <laughs> and that goes on 
for a very long time, and then it says the photographer's name was Dave. <laughs> Dude, I haven't. I can only think of two Nigels that I know, and one's from like a little black kid from kindergarten. Really, really nice. One of my good friends, and then Nigel Thornberry from the Wild Thornberries. Yeah. Speaking of Nickelodeon, yeah. I don't think it's a very common name, and and I do think it's much more popular in the European right. um, area. Yeah, Nigel. That sounds much more like yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's interesting. Yeah, all Nigels that's were required crazy, to uh, prove their credentials yeah. with a passport or a driver's license, and anyone who did was rewarded with a free pint and a Nigel badge. Wow! Everyone else, a Nigel badge, not named Nigel, was given a non-Nigel badge to clarify. Oh, so they were allowed to come? Yeah, they were allowed to come, but they they were just observers. They had to wear a they had to wear a badge that said my like my name is not Nigel. And they couldn't be in the picture. Yes. Mr. Smith I said... I wonder if they uh, gave Dave a badge. I don't know. Probably not. They had a singer, a busker, a bartender, multiple um, ushers, all named Nigel, and a comedian named Nigel. It's crazy. They got the line of all the <laughs> Nigels out front. Yeah, it's, they all got umbrellas. <coughs> it's, it's a cloudy day, so it must be London or England because it just rains all the time over there. Yeah, it does. The youngest Nigel was seven months old, and the, oh, wow. the furthest traveling Nigel had crossed the Atlantic to be there. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. It actually reminds me of a time. So when I was 18, um, I was about to graduate high school, and I started working at a place called Quaker Steak and Lube, which is... Um, it's right by the Harley Davidson. Yeah, it's it? it's been closed since then because the owner was. I didn't know you. I didn't even know you were. Yeah, there. the owner was uh, doing some inappropriate things apparently. Um, really, with uh, some of the hostesses or waitresses, um, and which yeah. were were not um, consensual apparently. Uh, just not good all around. But the place got closed down. Yeah, it was bad. It was just it was just kind of a. I didn't. I wasn't a huge fan of working there. Um, yeah, but. Like I said, I was kind of in that carefree state of mind my last semester of high school. Um, the only thing I had, to, there was no, you know, summer reading or any stuff I had to do. I'd already gotten accepted into USC. Um, so I was just chilling, didn't really care about much at all. It was actually a great time in my life, to be honest. Um, but I was working there and I started working there right before my 18th birthday. And I told them, look, when I turn 18, I want to start serving like waiting tables because it's much better money. And whenever I turned 18, I was still hosting. Like I was just a host and I turned 18. I told him I waited a couple of weeks. I was like, Hey, you guys said like, okay, like, yeah, yeah, we're going to start your training soon. And a couple more weeks went by. It never happened. So at this point I had just given up on the place. And I told myself like if in two weeks time from now, you know, I'm going to tell them, look, if you guys aren't going to promote me to server, I won't be offended. Please just tell me because if not, I'm going to move on to another restaurant. So in that two-week period, there was just lots of general bullshitting by me that was done while at work because I didn't really care anymore. So I went into work one day, and we had to wear name tags every day because it's a big corporate chain, and they have all these small, you know, intricate rules that apply to every single store, and the manager has to enforce them and follow them. Um, so usually we had these placard name tags that had been made by the office that we wore that were like hard and they had our name printed on them. But if you forgot it, you just grabbed a stick one and then you, you peeled it off the sticker and wrote your name on it and, you know, wore that for the day. 
So I convinced every single person in Quaker State that, State that was working that night to write Lenny on their name tag. <laughs> and anytime we answered the phones, hey, thank you for calling Quaker State. This is Lenny. How can I help you? And the servers all had Lenny on their name tags. And everyone was playing <laughs> it off like it was completely serious. And we had one of the managers working that night that was kind of an asshole. I wasn't a huge fan of her. Um, she definitely had a very large power complex and was just very strict all the time. A little too strict for being a, you know, trashy wing and beer place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. She was running it like the Marines and it, it wasn't like that. So it took about two or three hours, but she finally caught on and she was not happy, but it was funny for all of us. And we had people, you know, somebody's order got messed up. Um, one of the cashiers took an order wrong. And they came in and they were complaining to the manager and she was like, well, who took your order? And the woman was like, Lenny. They said their name was Lenny. And our manager started looking around and realized that everybody's mm-hmm. name tag said Lenny on it. But needless, <laughs> to, needless to say, it got back to her that I was the one who incited that. Um, Damn. And I got taken off the schedule for the next two weeks and I just let them know. I was like, hey, I think this would probably be a good opportunity for me to just, you know, quietly move on out of here. So. My days at Quaker Steak ended when I made the entire staff collectively agree to be Lenny for the night. Wow. Yeah. So you came in there like a bull in a china shop and just left. <laughs> I you said, you're not going to make me a server. I'm just going to f- shit up. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I've been to that place, though. I like their food. My uncle used to play that. <coughs> He's in a band. <coughs> oh, yeah. Because they, they <coughs> had the little like uh, garage doors that would open up on the side and they had concerts. Yeah. It was, it was a, nice it was, it was a good place. Um, How'd you, uh, did you get berated by the manager or like the owner? Or she was mad. The manager didn't care. The manager was an older guy. He, or the owner was kind of an older guy. And Is that the guy who got, uh, yes, he, ooh. he would just come in. He really didn't care about anything there. Um, the only thing he seemed to be concerned with was which, uh, females were working that night whenever he came in. So, um, kind of an odd, strange guy. But yeah. that's why the ship sank because of his actions and also because he just it didn't seem like he really cared about the restaurant in general, which I can see that one manager needing to overcompensate a little bit because she might have felt like the owner wasn't doing a good enough job. So I can kind of get that. But, you know, it was it was good for you me when I got out of there. You're, you didn't face any unusual form of punishment, you know, from the owner. Any, you know, there's not something you need to get off your chest, right? Nope. <laughs> I think he was uh he was he was only interested in girls. So Yeah, okay, good. I good, I, good. I didn't get, you know, taken in the back for a spanking, you know, nothing like that. <laughs> nothing like Bennett has to deal with at the Marina Little, Variety uh, store. Wooden spoon. Oh yeah, at the uh, Wahoo on the water, eh? <laughs> All right, so you got topic 2 work right oh, here. Oh yeah, man. Right? I wanted well you we were talking about work. I wanted to talk about work. So you I just, just got a job working. at Lululemon. Let's hear about it. It's, it's freaking sick, man. I'm enjoying it so far. It's honestly, it's been fun. It's just, it's just walking around and talking to people when you're selling clothes. But, yeah. you know, in the back of a retail store, it's pretty complex. And there's a lot of other stuff going on that I've had to learn about and learn how to do. That's been interesting. But it's pretty boring, so I'm not going to, like, talk about that. Right. But the cash register, bro, I'm sure you can relate to this because you said you had to do it at Danos at first. Yeah. But, like, in, in retail, especially with, like, somewhat expensive clothing you they have the scanners on them you know the security rfid chips or whatever that will beep 
and I've had some, I, you know, I've just, I've messed up a lot. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of errors you can make in the buttons that you press on those things. But, uh, I've, I've messed up quite a few times and you know, I've made a lot of errors. Did you fuck up on the cash register at all? Or did you like cruise through that pretty easy? <laughs> well, to be honest with you, my first experience with a cash register, um, slash POS system was at Quaker State. And they started me mm. off as a cashier slash host, and I messed stuff up all the time. Yeah. And what we were supposed to do is whenever people would call, you were supposed to write down the order first and clarify it with them and then put it in the system to ensure that there were no errors. Yeah. But a lot of times, I didn't feel like doing that. I just answered the phone, and as people were um, ordering, you know, sometimes it seemed like they were ordering just as fast as they could get the words out of their mouth. And I was trying to navigate through a uh, through a computer system that I didn't really know very well. So if someone calls and says, you know, I need three baskets of wings, twelve a piece, one flavor this, one flavor this, one flavor this. I need two hamburgers, side of this. I need a thirty-two ounce Coke to go. And I'm sitting there, and I haven't even you know put the two baskets of wings in, and they're like, and that'll be it. And a lot of times, I just kind of first couple times I did it, I just kind of guess. The rest of what they said, I'd be like, okay, your total's 56, whatever. And it was really shitty of me, to be honest, that I wasn't ensuring the accuracy. And I learned from that. But there were definitely a couple of <laughs> times where I had some, you know, some angry Karens in my face that wanted to speak with the manager because, you know, one of their wings should have been yeah. lemon pepper and it was honey barbecue, you know. Yeah, I've had a lot of I've had, I've messed up a lot, but like the entire culture of of Lulu is, is really is really cool, and like they're all really all the managers are really nice and supportive, so they're always really nice to it. But I've had like empl- or not employees, sorry, customers like definitely yeah angry Karens yeah definitely a Lululemon um, getting upset about you know waiting on something or this or that. And, I mean, right. I guess that comes with it because that's the service industry. But I have like so much more empathy. Oh yeah. Now oh, for yeah. all the times that I've been like, damn it, I'm walking out of this store and my, my shit's beeping. I mean, it's tough. Like one time, dude, this guy, like he was bringing his daughters around <clears throat> and it's in this big shopping center, kind of like the Sand Hills, but it's, mm-hmm. it's much nicer. It's really big and there's a lot of restaurants. So people come in with like drinks, there's open container policy all around the stores. People come in with like drinks and, and a lot of times you're dealing with, with, uh, with drunk customers really um at this location but like not in a bad way they're all really nice people and it's a, it's a good location who gets but... who gets drunk and says hey i really need some <laughs> athletic wear well i mean it's not all it's not all athletic wear a lot of it's leisure and you know you can wear a lot of it to work as well now especially yeah. in the men's department like it's um it's hard to define it but you really just need to walk in to see it and look around but yeah this guy came in with his with his his daughters and i guess they had been drinking before Oh, they were a little bit younger, but he obviously wanted to spend time with them, I guess. And so he was taking them to go shopping and I could already tell that they were like disgruntled. And so like with the way the store works, like you kind of just walk around and sell clothes. But then if you're needed up front, you, you, you go up front. Gotcha. And this guy, he walked up and I was like, okay, do y'all need to be, or I was like, y'all ready to check out, sir? And he had so much, bro. And like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't want to sound snooty about how like how much how expensive like the the plate the things are in the store but like you know you if you buy four things you, you're probably spending around 200 to 300 dollars and like this guy had 12 to 15 pieces uh like female or girl item like for for his daughters 
There was two of them. Yeah. And they obviously were like on their phones and I could just tell that it was like kind of tense and they didn't want to be there. It was also a Friday night. <clears throat> we're about to close up. But he puts like 12, however many items on the, on the cash register uh, table. And I'm like, this is my, my, my first big test. I got to scan all these. And like, I mean, you think it's easy at first when you're looking at it, but like, there's a lot of like little things you got to do and all this shit. And so as I'm hearing them, them talk, they're like, one of the daughters goes, these are going to be really, really expensive. Um, these pe- like, these are going to be really expensive. Dad, are you sure you want to get dinner? Like, it's gonna be a lot of money. And he's like, no. We are getting fucking dinner, and he's like, I can tell he's like, he just wants to spend time. With we're gonna daughters. have a good like, time, damn it! Like, yeah, he's like, we want to be divorced. He's like, we're gonna get some drinks. We're gonna sit down, and they're like, well, we've already drank, and like, I'm looking at like his little like plastic wine cup on the table, and I'm just trying to be nice, and like, it's kind of like uh, like a Chick Fil A setup where you have to be so, like very friendly and uh, mannerly, so you you got to ask a lot of questions, and he's just not even not saying shit to my questions. He's just sitting there looking at his phone. I'm like, all right, this guy doesn't want to talk to me. That's fine. And so, um, one of his daughter, the other daughter then goes like, what time is, uh, Shelly's pregame or some shit like that? And he goes off, man. He turns around and he just starts yelling all this shit about how he just wants to spend time with them, all this. And so I was, I, I hear this and I'm like, oh God, this is so awkward, bro. And I'm only like halfway through like, <laughs> you're sitting there sweating, trying to scan the yeah, clothes. No, I'm serious. I'm like, can. I don't want to mess up. Cause I'm like, if I mess up, if I fuck up, it's going to be so awkward. <laughs> And sure enough, I fuck up. Uh, oh. So and because I eavesdropped, because I'm listening, I'm yeah. like, and I listen to him. He's like, "Yo, you, you, you fucking, I'm sitting here buying you all these, this, that." Like, and I'm like listening to him, uh, and I don't take about seven or eight scanners off. Oh, so then no. I get these big bags, and 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 you're get if you're getting the big Lulu bags, like normally they're these little ones. You get the big ones, like that. Maybe you're making like good for you. You just sold a lot of clothes, but right as I hand them their receipt and all the bags, like three big bags, they're walking out, and then. Do, 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 do. the security goes off and like <laughs> dude <laughs> in this but like the, normally when when that happens it's like oh shit i gotta get these off but it was so many clothes too oh, no. so i had to take all the bags and put them on the side and i had to like w- like run the, each shirt and like bra or whatever legging it was through the the fucking door while the dad's just sitting there like steaming oh Dude, it was, and I, and I was, like, sweating profusely. I was like, oh, my God, bro. Like, this is terrible. That was by far the worst experience. But, like, literally my manager after that was, like, laughing about it and was, like, nice because they could feel it, too. But, yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. I'm glad I have a job now because I can yeah. relate to you a lot more. Yeah. And, you know, not be sitting on my butt so much. Yeah. That reminds me. We had uh, a couple come into Dano's about a week and a half ago, and I was serving them. And they sat at like one of the high top tables by the bar. There's three of them. And I can feel the tenseness as soon as they sit down. They've obviously already been arguing. Um, they're mad about something. The, the man's just kind of looking around, tapping his foot. The, the girlfriend's on her phone. Like they're not speaking to each other. And it just creates for such an awkward experience as an employee, just like you said, because yeah, like you're like, hey, sure. you're trying to be positive. How you guys doing this evening? My name's Pruitt. I'll be taking care <laughs> you of y'all. You know, it's shitty. You know, <laughs> exactly. Like, I, sometimes I just wish you could be honest with customers. Like, listen, I know you want to get out of here. I, I, I want to get out of here. I know you guys. <laughs> I know you guys aren't doing well tonight. Your girlfriend's obviously pissed at you. You know, you look like both of you need a drink. I'm ready to get the fuck out of here too. Like, just tell me what you want. I'll put it on the table and we can make this as easy as possible. You know, I, yeah. so I just wish that you could do it like that sometimes, but you know, so they're, <laughs> they're, they're 
progressively arguing more and more as the meal goes on. So like immediately what they do is get two hard liquor drinks. Just like they were both ordered strong doubles. And my first thought is, God, like this is just going to make the argument so much worse if they start to drink. (laughs) So I'm serving them. They sure did. They they get appetizers. They're they're just chugging drinks. And like usually when couples get shots, they will get like shots and split. Like they'll get one shot two ways, you know. Just mm-hmm. like take it together as a couple, but like they're ordering shots sporadically. So it's not like together. So like the husband will be like, you know, give me a, give me a shot of whatever, you know, chilled. And then the wife will order something or the girlfriend will order something a few few minutes later. So I go back to the kitchen, I'm waiting on their food. And all of a sudden I just hear yelling and I was like, oh God. <laughs> and I come back out there. And so the three high top tables are all in a row. And they were both sitting at the middle one. And I come out there and the husband has moved to the one on the left. And the girlfriend or wife has moved to the one on the right. And they are both facing away from each other. <coughs> so you have to do two separate so, so now, So now, in addition to having to go to two separate tables, it's a pretty busy Friday night. And so, like, the middle table is in my section, but the two other tables are not in my section. So that's two tables that the other servers can't use to make money. So I've got the couple that's in a bad mood and pissed off. And then I've got the two other servers that they've sat themselves in their sections. And those servers are irritated with me because because of me and because of my tables, they can't make more money now. Does that make yeah, sense? Of course. So like it was just so awkward. And like at the end of the at the end of the meal, like I go up to the guy. I was like, hey, you ready to check out? And he was like, he like kind of pulled me in a little bit. He was like, look, just put the food and my beers and my liquor on my tab. I was like, okay. <laughs> mm. So I bring him his check. And as I'm walking back to the cash register, the girl grabs me. And she's like, wait, like, did, did he, what happened? Like, is he checking out? And she goes over there to him. And I just hear her go, are you fucking kidding me? Damn. Yeah. So she sits, she yells at him for a few minutes and sits back down and he motions me over and he's like, all right, just, just give me the whole bill. Give me the whole bill. <laughs> <laughs> he was Cut. he was trying to he was trying to schmooze his way out of there and only pay for his own food. Mm. So yeah, I dropped the check off. They checked out, but yeah, serving. You got to be understanding of the service industry. Yeah, I don't know what retail falls under, but I definitely have a lot of um, sympathy for people that I've been frustrated with in the past due to the fact that I I now understand right because I haven't had a job like this. So. Yeah, but it's going. It's going good. I love it. I'm fun. I think everybody at one point in their life should work in service or retail. Yeah, because yeah. it gives you so much more perspective on your day to day. Help me learn how to talk to people too. Oh yeah, talk to people oh, better. Yeah, network. Great. Yeah, just like you're sitting there. There's four people in the store. You gotta. You can't sit around. You know. Right. You gotta say something. So, yeah, it's been fun. All right, let's get into, uh, you want to get into bacon and trash? Bringing home the bacon. Um, let's bring it home. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. First? So you got it. the bacon that I am bringing home this week is my dad. Um, okay. He has been super supportive recently. Um, not saying that it wasn't like that in the past, but like more recently, no, he has been super, super involved. He's been really um, trying to push me along and help me try to figure out what I want to do after college. Disclaimer. Um, I don't want people to think that Pierce is like a bad father. Like the amount of baseball practices and game and football practices, yeah, and games Pierce's father drove us to and from. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good dude. 
No. But yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No. So I was just saying recently he has been extra involved and really, really pushing me to, you know, try to figure out what I want to do after college. Um, he's been yeah. proactive in, you know, getting people's names and numbers of, you know, marketing directors and salespeople and stuff like that and put me in contact with them and set yeah. me up to have lunch with them and meet with them. And, you know, has just <clears throat> been really actively trying to help me find what direction I want to go in after college. And I think I'm so appreciative of it because I know there are so many people in college and our age that don't have someone there that's helping them along. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I feel like I would be so much farther behind without him kind of, you know, yeah. kicking me in the butt a little bit and saying, Hey, you know, you can't just sit around and play Fortnite all the time. You know, <laughs> mine's the same way. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta get out there and, and not even in a scolding way. It's like, you know, you need to get off your ass and start looking for stuff. But here, I'm going to help you. Here are some resources. Here are some people yeah. you can talk to. Here are some numbers you can call. Like, it's been very helpful. So I, I'm very thankful. And that's... I've noticed that with, with mine, too. Yeah. It's like, a, it's kind of a shift. Like, they, they turn it when when you get to be 21. And we're blessed and we're very lucky to have supportive fathers who have been there from the beginning until now. And I feel like when you get to this stage in your life, it, it kind of goes in the narrative with our podcast of like, you know, on the cusp of freedom, you kind of turn into like your dad kind of goes from this father figure, at least for me. And I'm sure you, I feel like you're experiencing this too. Like, I, yeah. I don't know of a good way to put this into a, like a metaphor, metaphor, but like you kind of, you become like a apprentice to a master really. I feel yeah, like that no, right of course. Now. I feel like my dad's my, my dog right now. We're, we're we're tight. Like we're about to go see the Eagles. The Eagles are coming to Atlanta. And me and him and my mom are going to see them because he loves the Eagles. I do too. But <laughs> yeah, they're doing the uh, Hotel California tour. I guess it's like a un- their seventh farewell. But nice. Yeah, no, it's like it feels like they kind of shift. It into goes this. from your father to your friend, pretty much. Yeah, it's like you're your friend. They they you're about to be on the not on the same level as them, but you're about to be in the stage of life that is most recent to them. Yeah. Like, yeah, the stage of life that you were in recently, which is a teenage and a young kid, is far out of their frame of mind and their, and where they are. Right. You know, now. So I feel like we're, they're kind of, like, preparing us. It's cool that it's naturally happening, because I, I agree. I, I feel that with my dad. Yeah. I haven't fought with my dad in such a long time. It's been more of a, <clears throat> like a, I don't know. Yeah. I feel that. That's good, man. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. And to be... I want to see your dad. Dude. Yeah. I haven't seen him in such a long time. It's been a minute. Yeah. We need to set up that dinner soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. Our dads used to be bro. Our dads did about the same way we did. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean... They would be talking in all the football games. Like, I would always look up in the stands and just be Fred and Pierce fucking with each other. <laughs> and JV especially. Oh, no. And one thing, I think you kind of said this and it hit the nail on the head as far as like what the fighting goes, is I think that, that any... Any guy um, that grows up in a home like we did, and I feel like we grew up in a very normal um, home as far as American standards goes, but like you're going to clash heads with your dad growing up because you are there. There's two male figures um, in a household and by nature of a a primal nature, there's always going to be somebody pushing to be, you know, dominant. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 I guess it's in our genes. So like, I mean, through growing up, and it's been cool to see the transition, like you were talking about how it's gone from someone who was more of like uh, like a father figure, I guess, to someone yeah. who's like a mentor or a friend. But like, it was, sure. it you know, to be candid, like it, it started out rough. Um, and it's like, as far as things go, like 
I was always button heads with my dad growing up. But that is one Linear. cool thing is like it's it, the transition does happen because I mean, we go through, I guess, stages or seasons of life. Like my grandfather always talks about that. But like if you can't relate to somebody, not even your dad, but somebody in general, um, what it sometimes takes is just changing the season of life you're in. And then you sometimes get to be where you're on the same page. And that's how it's definitely yeah. been with my dad. Um, yeah, I feel that. But, you know, I I just got. I, I listen to a lot of like quick, psych- psychological <laughs> podcasts right now. No, I agree with you. Like, yeah, I f- today the narrative is is men grow up and they, they come into their own role and they, they find their lane. And it's. I've been listening to this this one. He's a professor in Canada, but he's been on Rogan a lot and other podcasts. His name's Jordan Peterson. He's really famous. He's also really controversial because he's extremely conservative, almost to a fault. But he um he talks a lot about like the death of the father figure hmm. and what most men nowadays are experiencing, where they they grow up and they're seeing their dad do something or be something that they didn't expect him to be their whole entire childhood, and they're realizing, oh my god, my father, my father figure you know, who's taught me my everything, he is flawed as well. And it's like this shattering moment where we're seeing what's happening today. And it's, 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 he's saying that it's the the dads of our generation are all like, kind of, I don't know. I don't want to quote him on this, you know, cause I want to start beef with this dude cause he's a genius, but apparently that's the narrative today is that there's a lot of shitty dads out there. And I disagree with that because I know a lot of good fathers. Yeah. I see him all the time, you know, like Tuller's dad, the beast, Caleb's dad, great guy, um, to name a few. But T- Bennett's dad, a freaking stud, as we've seen, Bennett's been sending us like a billion pictures of his dad <laughs> doing all these G.I. Joe shit in black and white. <laughs> I didn't know his dad was a badass, but all right, Barry. <laughs> see you, man. Yeah. I don't know what happened to Bennett then. His mom, too. His mom was climbing a rope or some shit in, in a military garb. So Yeah. I and I, I think yeah. I think that's a great point. And that's, that's the thing is, like, growing up, you, you look up to your dad and you don't have a whole picture. You know, you don't have the, the big picture. You don't have any context. So, like, you're expecting him to be this, you know, perfect, act a certain way. And, you know... Sometimes a lot of the things, a lot of stuff isn't excusable. Um, but as you get older, you know, as I've, as I've gotten older, um, and gotten some context and I've kind of, you know, grown up and been able to have some of these conversations with my dad that I couldn't, when I was younger, it kind of gives you some context of like, Oh, like this is why we fought about this so much. Or like, this is why we had issues with this. Because like when you're a kid, it's, it's nothing they can explain to you because you're not going to get it. But as you like grow up and I guess you become a man, like you start to get the big picture and that's that's when your relationship with your parents becomes the best is whenever you get to a point where they can speak to you on the same intellectual level because then you can look back and answer so many questions that you didn't have answers to growing up and it's it's kind of yeah. a really enlightening moment i guess um and that's one thing i've really appreciated over the past couple of years is kind of coming into my own and figuring out who i am and being able mm-hmm. to have those conversations with both my mom and my dad that are on the same intellectual level um, yeah. And that aren't just like at a childhood thing of like, well, this is why things are the way they are. And you just have to accept it. But once you get yeah, older, they can have those conversations and like, it makes a lot more sense, you know? No. Yeah, for sure. I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think people think that parents are just not as good as they are, but I think parents have been as good as they are for eternity. And I, 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 I might be speaking wrong because we've experienced it you know, parenting different than a lot of people, but ours did it right. 
Um, I see that in the way that we act, and I feel confident in that. So shout out to them. Yeah. Amen. 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 <laughs> All right. What do we got? Well, let's see. We, we gotta. We, we, we gotta take a little bit of a tangent. That was like ten minutes, but I think that fine. was good. Yeah. We gotta take like out the that. trash though. Oh no! I haven't done mine. Hang on. Oh shit! My bad, dude. Shit, yeah. Sorry. Right, that was long. Good no, lord. No, no, no. That was long as hell. <laughs> that was good though. I liked that. All right. What's my, what my are you bringing listen, home so. this week? The vacant. Um. All right. I mentioned the whole psychological thing I've been looking into, and I've been looking into a lot of stuff with like the mind in general. And one thing I stumbled upon, um, speaking of like old narratives, is. It used to be called hyperfocus, and I'm sure you've experienced this a lot. It's, I mean, in layman's terms, you would say in the zone. Um, I've felt it before, and I've experienced it before. I'm sure you have. You know, when you're grinding on like a paper, or you're grinding on like studying or something like that, like you you feel it, like you're honed in. Or I mean, for me, it happens, and it sounds so douchey, and like I'm sorry, I apologize in advance, but like in the gym. Like, I always have wondered, like, you just get lost in a moment, you know, or in an effort to do something. Yeah. And and I, I always thought that was just kind of like an innate ability that all people had. But, like, it's actually, if this is true, like a muscle. And what it's being called today, people used to say it was just a, a symptom of ADHD or ADD and kids that would get lost, say, in Halo, you know, getting triple kill, this, that. You just get devoured into it and you continue to just fall into it. But it happens in everything. And what I saw, this philosopher, I don't even know, I can't quote anything on it, so it's not that accurate, but they called it the flow state. Hmm. And it's a real thing. Um, it's basically when what you're doing at that moment, what you're trying to focus on, all the other worries and the anxiety and the stressor, like the stresses, they, they literally just evaporate from your head. And it's something happening within your brain and the neurons within your brain, I don't know how to explain it. But people, they've done studies on it, and, and your pupils like literally dilate. Um, the, the chemical in your brain, known, known as cortisol, which is like what, um, I guess, envelops stress in us as humans, literally like just goes away. Or it, I don't know, I don't know what the, the term would be or the function of the brain that would eliminate a chemical and and uh, its existence within the brain. But like, you you forget about everything. Um, and this sounds like kind of weird to make that my bacon, but I think it's so cool that we have the ability to do that as humans. Because if you think about it, it's like a superpower. And, you, and I'm sure, like, you feel it, like, in yeah. everything. Like, even in Fortnite. Like, it sounds stupid to say it, but, like, when you're not worried, it's a Friday night. One of those nights where we say, let's just get on the game, guys. And then, bam, you got 12 kills. And you're like, what just happened? It all happened like that. But you weren't thinking about anything. You were just doing it. You were just going. And it's all fluid. It's all, I don't know. No, I know. I just, I know what I you just mean. figured it out recently, and I've felt it on numerous occurrences, whether it be in a football game, in the weight room, um, writing a paper, anything. And I mean, I, I I would say it's bacon because, like, like I said, to me that sounds super not superhuman, but it sounds like something that a lot of people might take for granted that you can get there. Yeah. Well, you know, um, whether it be listening to music or meditating or whatever the fuck you got to do. Yeah. I mean, you can make yourself get to that level in certain things. And I don't know. It's cool. I think music definitely does it for me. Also, for sure. that's like a documented thing that a lot of cops experience. Cops will definitely talk about like on high speed chases. For real? And they actually, um, it's, I mean, it's like, a, it's like an actual phenomenon that cops experience that cool. a lot. But they, it gets to a point where there's, 
so much of those chemicals pumping and so much of that adrenaline yeah. where you're you literally the cop literally has tunnel vision and like everything outside of a circle in front of their vision fades away like yeah. they're so like it's a documented it phenomenon um, yeah. but yeah I, I that that's awesome i think that's cool yeah no i love that shit dude it's it's it feels like a superpower and that now i was thinking about that the other day in traffic um like how everything's so close and so tight especially in atlanta like when there's a high speed chase or something, how the hell do like the cops not worry about right hitting someone and all that stuff? Because they're they're zoned in yeah. what they're doing, and they're focused in on on saving lives. If they are a good officer, you know, knock on wood, I hope they are. But yeah, yeah that's cool. That is cool. All right, now let's get into the trash. Yeah, you want to go first? Yeah. So let's get it. The trash I'm taking out this week is parked parketing ticket guys. Park. Wow, I wrote that in the Google Doc as parketing ticket guy. <laughs> You did. Parketing. I know what you meant. Ticketing guys. Guys that go around and their only job is to check which cars haven't paid for the meter or haven't bought the spot and give them a ticket. And they're never in a good mood is the thing. Like you never see them mm-hmm. happy. You never see them smiling. It's like they're, it's like they got that tunnel vision. They're just searching for cars, you know, they're scrambling around. I know they are. We talked about that. We said vultures earlier. And, it, you know, it happened today. I narrowly avoided one. I hopped in my car after a few hours of class, and I was in that 30-minute mm-hmm. spot. And uh, he was right there. He was right across the street. And as he saw me get in the Hawking car, it. he like it was like he was, like, let out a little disappointed squeal, you know? It was like, <laughs> damn it, they're obeying the rules. He thought he was going to get me, but he didn't. I'll lose my stipend. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I don't know if they get – I don't know if they get – Commission on every I don't, yeah, ticket I don't, they write. I, was wondering how that I don't know works. how it works. But there has to be some motivation. If you like, some of them are fucking motivated. There are so many more minimum wage jobs you can pick. If you actively choose that job as an occupation, you are a scumbag. Because especially, <laughs> on especially people. on a college campus, I can maybe get it in a city um, where parking mm-hmm. is really needed. But on a college campus where everyone that's there is a college student, most likely eating ramen noodles for dinner and. Yeah, you I'm know. not going to hate on the occupation. It's, yeah. it's necessary in Atlanta. Yeah. But yeah in yeah. Columbia, in South Carolina, where you've got college kids running around that obviously aren't trying to pay a $75 boot yeah. fee. You, like, fuck you can't. You can't ha- I don't mean to hate on people who get a job because like, I'm all for being productive. Yeah, they're but, trying like, to do them. But if you pick that job, like there's something wrong in your head, I feel like. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, no, it's a, it's a big worry when you're walking out and you're risking it. Yeah. And you're like, mm-hmm, cutting it close. Yeah. I've, like, walked up to my car, like, in the awkward 30 seconds that, like, they're pulling up on you, and it's definitely overdue, but you just got to get in and whip out, and yeah. they're not going to stop you. There have really. been... I think if... What's up? I was just going to say, there have been times before when I've seen parking people at USC sit there and wait on a meter to run out to give a ticket. Oh, hell yeah. Like, it's just, so, it's just the mindset. It's just so just so conniving and shitty like i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know not a fan that's my trash taking it out good ticketing people on campus drive less all right so what's your trash this week that you want to take out um all right so since i've been living further from uh the dining halls now um uh, my parents we've we kind of did the math and figured out that Uber Eats would be a good option for certain meals during the day um across the span of a week. So I get Uber Eats sometimes. And our elevators are really slow as I've mentioned before. But with that said, I want to bring up the trash that is 
Um, so I've referred to them for the past three to four years, ever since limes and birds got introduced uh, to the city of Atlanta. As the, they always ride limes. So we've just called them the Lime Bandits of Atlanta. These little 13, 14-year-old kids, they just ride around. And those, those things go fast, man. Um, as we've said, they ride around and they just, I guess they just, they're just dicking around after school and stuff. Um, in the past, we've been, we, we would have been walking back from practice or something. One time during camp, they were walking, they, they were riding past us as we were walking back. And one of them looked at me and was like, mm, shit, man, I know you don't play. And I was like, I, I didn't know what to say to him. They're just, they're little rascals. <laughs> and they would just ride around and talk shit. And, and there was one period last year where me and Alan were living in a, um, my roommate now, we were living in a hotel before our apartment was ready. So we would, we had a good walk to, to classes. And some days I wouldn't be on a bird, some days I would. But when I wasn't, they would ride past me um, in the afternoon when I was walking my classes, and they would just talk shit and chirp me. And they would just talk shit. And, they, and then I see them a lot. Like, they're all, they ride all around Midtown. But, but last night, or I guess it was two nights ago, so Sunday night, um, I ordered turkey Reuben. And I, and I wanted that turkey Reuben. I was looking forward to it. I had just gotten off work. I came home. Ordered it. I was coming downstairs to get it, and as I got into the lobby, I noticed my phone said uh, like trip delivered or whatever, mm-hmm. or, or ride delivered or um, food delivered. Like, thank you. Please leave rating and tip. I was like, I don't have my food, so that's not good. So I'm sitting down there panicking in the cold. I'm angry, and so yeah, I, I went foodless. I didn't know what was going on. So I come to the cameras today, and we check. And is those fucking kids? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you've been there. So f- about four of them pulled past the lobby door to the dough pizza place, and one of them stayed behind. And when the Uber eats or Uber drivers pull up, and I'm assuming that these people they know or anybody who's doing this they know they go they see okay I see hazards I see it outside of an apartment that that could be food. So I pull they this kid pulled up on a lime, got off, said hey. It's the same thing with say my name, all that stuff with, with when you're getting in an Uber. Like sometimes the Uber Eats drivers don't they don't check. People just take your food. And that kid got out with my turkey Reuben. <laughs> I saw it all on footage. Within like gra- with like a grainy like screenshot like oh. like frame by frame, like gone. That is so bad. There was like up. two frames of the scooter pulling up and then gone. <laughs> Fucked. Kid do you think you I could get so those hurt, for the bro. Instagram? If I see that kid, I know which one it is. I'm going to I'm going to punch him in his fucking face. And I'm not going to do that. That's that's rough. But I mean, I'm going to say something. I'm I'm honestly intimidated though cuz he's been talking shit to me for for a while now, so There's some I don't there's know. some growing there's some some long-standing beef between you and long-standing and anonymous and I, and I recognize it cuz they wear the they have the same clothes. They're clothes like I, I recognize. I know. Like I remember it's the Lime Bandits. Asshole. <laughs> It's rough. It's okay though. I mean, it's Uber. it's a, it's a first world problem to bitch about, you know. And those kids could be hungry, so they needed that sandwich. Then you, you know, you got it. I had some tuna, so I was fine. Hmm. Tuna, tuna. It was rough, but it's all right. Hmm. Yeah, don't take people's shit, and don't. I don't know if you can steal Uber rides, but yeah, I don't, don't know how do many that Uber eat or there's a lot of stuff. There's Uber Eats, Postmates, DoorDash, all that. Like I saw that video you retweeted where the Uber Eats driver. Reported they that the they, they canceled the food and the woman came out and caught her eating her Popeyes. <laughs> yeah, well, they don't cancel it. I've been, I've had my ride delivered. Oh, I've had numerous funny. times where I've gone to check the cameras and it says uh, food delivered and then, like, I don't see anybody stop. 
So they'll ride past the destination and they'll click delivered and they'll just take the food for themselves and then delete their Uber app and delete their account. And then they just, I, I don't know how it works. It's crazy. That is yeah. crazy. Good Lord. It's a wild world out there. I don't, I don't like Uber, but it's a necessity at times. So. I use Lyft explicitly. Yeah. I love Lyft. Yeah. Hmm. All right. You want to get into the history then? Yes. Let's, let's uh, open up the All history right. book. So, in the history book this week, we're going to be talking about the invasion of Iwo Jima by U.S. troops. Let me do a little read here from History.com. On February 9, 1945, U.S. Marines made an amphibious landing on Iwo Jima and were met immediately with unforeseen challenges. First and foremost, the beaches of the island were made up of steep dunes of soft, gray volcanic ash. So, this was sort of like a D-Day situation, Mm. which made getting sturdy footing and passage for vehicles difficult. As the Marines struggled forward, the Japanese lied in wait. The Americans assumed the pre-attack bombardment had been effective and had crippled the enemy's defenses on the island. However, the lack of immediate response was simply part of Kuribayashi's plan. So that was the other general on the opposing side, and what he did was he told his troops, we're not going to do anything whenever they come on the shore, so that they think that the bombs they sent in you know, a couple days prior worked and that were hurting. Mm-hmm. So finally, when they got some foothold on the beaches, all the artillery positions on the hills above lit up, which advanced, or which stalled the Marines and killed a bunch of people. There were a bunch of bonsai charges, which are pretty much Japanese suicide soldiers. Um, despite all that, Bayonet. yeah, the Marines, you remember in Call of Duty, that was the scariest thing, yeah, playing Call like, of Duty. You? Yeah. I know. <laughs> says the Marines were eventually able to move in past the beach and seize part of one of two Iwo Jima's airfields, the stated mission of the invasion. So Iwo Jima had two airfields, and it was a strong point um, for the Japanese military uh, because they could launch a lot of air raids out of that position. So the Marines were trying, or the U.S. military was trying to take over those two airfields so that they couldn't take planes off. So for mm-hmm. two days... 70,000 U.S. Marines landed on Iwo Jima. They were outnumbered by the Japanese. Um, There were 25,000 American casualties. Um, It was terrible. Mm -hmm. So the Japanese were also suffering major losses. And four days into the fighting, U.S. Marines captured Mount Suribachi on Iwo Jima's south side, which is a, a volcano on there. And they raised an American flag at the summit. And that was actually, the picture of that was captured by the Associated Press reporter, Joel Rosenthal, who won a Pulitzer Prize for the, uh, for the picture. So I was just looking through some historical moments trying to pick one, and I saw the picture of the, the famous picture of all the soldiers raising the flag at Iwo Jima. You've seen, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I've, I've been to the statue. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, That's where my internship was. Okay, in Arlington. It's right. It's in the Arlington. Cemetery. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I've been to Arlington no, as well. I didn't remember that yeah. the statue was there. Okay, I got you. But yeah, I just I thought that was a cool story. It wasn't on today, well, but it's a I monumental moment in American history. Yeah, I remember right after Veterans Day. They they had that battle in one of the Call of Duty games, I believe, and like they like mm-hmm. they like freeze frame it right when Bro, you that was the flag. The, that was the campaign when you're shoot when you're running around with mortars. And the bonsai guys are running at you. Yeah. And you just got to throw. I don't, I don't know. I never understood that dynamic or that however, that however that worked in the game. You had like this shit in your hand. And you would just throw it at the bonsai guys. And they would go flying in the air. It was Iwo Jima. It was the Iwo Jima mission in World at War. Yeah. Um, 
and it, you i don't know what it was it looked like a little propeller uh mortar like i don't even know and you just you would thrust it towards them and they would blow up and in call of duty it was graphic as hell so you know i was fifth grade just soaking that in yeah yeah I got, when i got on modern warfare bro i saw the the warning for the um is there like a like violence you, warning before you do the campaign it's like there are some graphic scenes whatever like <laughs> You, you know, if you'd like to skip them. I remember being in, like, sixth grade when I got the first Modern Warfare when they had the uh, the terrorist uh, airport yeah, mission. Yeah, 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 That was so fucked, dude. I remember oh, I tried I to play it one time, and James came in, and he knew I wasn't supposed to play that shit. <laughs> my mom heard about it. I'm like, yeah, Fox and Yeah, Fox and Friends. And all this shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so she was like, James like, you know you're not supposed to be playing that shit. Cut my Xbox off. I didn't get to play, finish the Modern Warfare campaign. I mean, I, rightfully so, dude. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want my child just walking through an airport gunning people down. That was an unnecessary addition to the campaign. Yeah, but let's be honest here, Mark. There was way more violence in the pregame multiplayer lobbies than you will ever experience Yeah, in the and a lot more messed up uh, <laughs> Discord. That's where you learn how to talk shit as a kid. If you, had your, if you had your microphone on mute on Modern Warfare as a little kid... You got called out. Like you, you couldn't even sit there on mute. You just, you just didn't say shit. You might have been good, but you you weren't saying shit. You know, we were out. Some 30-year-old in the lobby would be like, hey, why aren't you talking, you little fuck? <laughs> you got to turn on your mic. You just kinda, hey, man. Fuck you. You cower in here. <laughs> Dude, I hated when you would get killed by, like, some 12-year-old out in Russia, and all you would hear is, like, <laughs> and you're like, and it's four in the morning, and you're just like, ah, damn it, dude. I just put my mouth so close to the snowball on that, I hope I didn't fuck it up. <laughs> and their microphone would always be all granulated like that, too. Because <laughs> they're, like, in a cow pasture in, like, Kazakhstan yelling at you after they gunned you down with the MP40. Playing under a tent with a generator. Like, whenever they hear Blitzkrieg in the game mode, they just start screaming in their basement. <laughs> and start go taking it seriously. Good lord. But no. Um, all respect to the soldiers that fought in World War II. Oh, yeah. And especially the ones at Iwo Jima in the Pacific Theater, because I feel like it would be a bitch to deal with the Japanese over the, the Germans. Um, the European front seemed a lot more uh, civilized. You well, didn't yeah. have people flying planes into your boats and running up to you, not worrying if they got shot, trying to stab you in the stomach. So, yeah. You know, I don't know if we have any surviving veterans in Iwo Jima. My grandpa. Pa was a, a World War II veteran, so he, he's still alive. But I know they're few in numbers. Yeah. Um, but if they are. My uh, grandfather actually drove tanks in World War II. For real? Yeah. That would have been brutal. Oh, yeah. There's that movie about that, isn't there? Or is that World War I? Uh, Fury with Brad Pitt? I don't know. I want to watch that. I've always wanted to see it. It's got Shia LaBeouf in it, too, I think. Have you seen the trailer Shia for... Shia LaBeouf uh, in a war movie. Have you seen the trailer for Ford vs. Ferrari? Speaking of... Mm-hmm. Well, I want to see that. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, with... It's got Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale. Matt Damon, Christian Bale. Yeah. It's got... There's one more, like, famous actor. There's like, another one, yeah. yeah. I think it's a Scorsese, which would be good. Uh, maybe it's not. I don't know. Mm. It'll be a good movie, though. Yeah. What's the uh, uh, Florida, Florida headline of the week? I see you put <laughs> Dude, something yeah, on I, there. I typed in Florida man to hit news. Ah. And this is from October, or, sorry, November 2nd. So this is recent. Okay. But the headline reads Florida man and uh, credit to Newsweek writer Scott McDonald uh, on this. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, but the article reads Florida man with sword attacked deputy during standoff after tasers and beanbag guns did not phase him one bit. Oh. So we'll roll down to it. 
A Florida man who had multiple visits from law enforcement officials Friday after several complaints got into a brutal standoff the third time around. So they came a bunch. The last time ended with Michael Kiefer, 29, wielding a foot-long sword. So a long sword, and attacking a deputy who fired his gun in defense. So they were shooting at him, and he was fighting him with a sword. This was after four beanbags and three tasers fired at him Ugh. proved ineffective. You think he was on drugs? Wow. I'm assuming so, man. I've been watching a lot of live PD, and it seems like a lot of meth and heroin runs through there. So Yeah. Uh, he was probably fueled by, by something that is uh, not, not natural. It says, uh, well, let's read on a little bit. Um, deputy <laughs> Deputies learned that Kiefer had a sword and that he made threats to hurt someone over the phone with that sword. Oh. <laughs> Kiefer saw the deputies and took off running with his sword <laughs> and then hit it and reemerged with a small hatchet. He then took off running again with the hatchet into a patch of woods. Wow. So then they called in the SWAT team, and law officials breached the front door to the house that he retreated to in the woods, which sent him to his bedroom, where he then tried to fend off the SWAT team with that sword that he stashed away. Mm. So this dude was on some shit. I don't know, man. But this was recent. That's why I wanted to put it in there. He was also screaming, shoot me. (laughs) Um... I don't know if he thought he could deflect the bullets or something, but... Uh, Maybe so. It's an interesting tactic. Wow. Florida has done it again. And that to think that that happened, you know, what is today? The 13th, 10, 11 days ago, is, uh, that's crazy. I don't know what kind of stuff they got running through the water, the streets down there, but I don't want any part of it. <laughs> God. Good old Florida. Good old... Florida. Do you want to do table manners or do you want to just wrap it up there? We're sitting at like an hour 15. Mm-hmm. Probably have an hour in. I don't know. If... What do you want to do? I mean, I don't care. We've already talked about parking a lot, though. I think you should skip that pregame and get on Fortnite. Dude, I have to go. I can't skip these kids. I've known them since like freshman year. Uh, Alan just went up, too. I know. I'll be on when I get back. I'm not planning on staying out late. Let's do a closing. So no, uh, no. I don't think we. we talked, I don't. We did like we did five a lot minutes of stuff. about parking. Yeah, and I don't think we. I don't think we. I don't think. I don't have. I thought that was to, a really good episode. First, yeah. Off. I don't have I enough. The dad shit was really yeah, good. I don't have I enough to say about parking. Like I can say, like obviously, don't I don't, don't turn into a spot, but like. Aside from don't turn into a spot and don't park super close to the person next to you, like, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, let's just close it then. I mean, I'm at at an hour 17. We just cut all this and then wrap it up after the uh, Florida one. Okay, but I think think we definitely bring the, the table manners back in. At some point, yeah. I think I think it's yeah. I think no, it's a good one. I think it's they're good. all recurring segments. They'll vary, you know. We'll replace history with that or Florida with that. Yeah, we can talk about parking because there's actually a few things: people who double park, people who park. I don't know. I know. I'm just saying like that. It's already an hour. Parking? So no, 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 no. No, I know. I think I don't think we do etiquette this week either. But there's parking. There's a lot of stuff you could say about parking. Like, don't fly through parking lots. Don't fucking if you're in the parking lot, don't leave your shopping cart out in the parking lot. Yeah, we should. You got to put it back up. Yeah, we can do that next week. 
All right. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for the week. What do you say? Sure does. All right. I hope uh, Mr. Kiefer down in Florida is okay. Yeah. I hope they let you bring your sword into the prison. You th- you want uh, him to bring it in? I mean, it seems like he looks to that for um, a force of comfort. So. Yeah, that's true. He went against a SWAT team with a damn sword. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Florida does it again. The history was great. I thought that was good. I like I like the dad talk. Yeah. I don't know. You think we're good? I think that should about do it for us, honestly. Yeah. Shout That's out good. to Fred and Pierce to close the episode. Yeah. The good old boys. Yeah. Text your dad today if you haven't. If you haven't, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's late at night. Yeah. He'll still appreciate it in the He'll morning. wake up they in the morning. Do. He'll wake up at 2 to pee like every dad does and read it. <laughs> and then he'll smile and go back to bed and snore. Yeah. <laughs> Across the whole house. Yeah. Wow. All right, brother. All right. Well, with all that being said, uh, my name's Pruitt. My name's Mark. Thank you for listening to episode 19 of Suburbia. Yeah, we hope you all come back next week. Or we haven't been that good about it, but soon. We'll tell you that much. We got work. We got class. You all got the same shit going on as us. We love you all. We appreciate you all listening. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Have, Have a good, a good night. night. <laughs>